When you grow up in the inner city and you grow up in the, in the projects, um, a, a new pair of sneakers gives you life. Like, I didn't care what I looked like from my ankles up. A literal living legend. Let's make some noise for Don Staley. I'm going to run your accolades by a little bit real quick. You're the only person to ever win. Nate Smith, player of the year and coach of the year. You're a two-time world champion. You're a Hall of Famer. It's an honor to be here talking with you. Uh, we were talking about it a little bit in the back. Busy summer for you. Big season coming up. Um, where, where are you guys at in your process right now as you get going into the season? Um, yeah, we got a little different team. Um, I think we are super talented, but uh, not – not much experience, like on-court experience. So it's kind of cool to to have the challenge of what we haven't, what we've had over the past three or four years, to what where we are today. They're working hard. Mm -hmm. They're forced to work hard, but they're working hard. <laughs> um, but it's cool because every every season brings on a different challenge. No matter who you have on your roster, this one's a little bit different than what we've had because we've had experience. Um, but they're working. They're working. They're working to get get to the next level. And when you dangle that in front of them, they work a little bit harder. Well, let's talk about the next level a little bit because you guys had five people get drafted on draft day. You had eight players on opening night rosters. You obviously have the reigning MVP. She she did the trifecta. She's a defensive player. Uh, finals MVP and Asa Wilson. I think you have what pretty soon will be the rookie of the year as well Absolutely. in Aaliyah Boston. What is it like to see your legacy, so to speak, in the league um, and the imprint you're leaving with pushing all these players to the yeah. next level? Um, I mean, I, I'm a self-prescribed dream merchant. So when you're able to see your players' dreams come true, um, it, it does the heart good. Um, it is when we go into people's living rooms and we tell them that they'll graduate, um, the other part of it is their dream of, of playing in the WNBA. It's on them and the work that they put in. And I can honestly say the ones that are, you know, ones that are in the league now and the ones who, you know, got cut or whatever, they do belong in the league. Mm -hmm. The league is just, you know, incredibly competitive. You got to go to the right situation. And fortunately for Asia, um, she went to the right situation where she's become two-time, and I, I think she's a three-time MVP and a two-time defensive player of the year. Uh, we got the, the – Aaliyah Boston is going to be the rookie of the year, and, and I hope that, you know, some other Gamecocks will be bestowed with some other all-WNBA awards. Um, but our players are prepped to, to play at this league at the highest level and, and to excel. Um, I, I won't be surprised if Aaliyah Boston is one day um, the MVP of, of, of the league. Oh, she's that talented, and she's on her way. And, and we were talking earlier just to see her hit the ground running and be so poor. It's, it's impressive. I mean, it speaks to your coaching. Like, I don't know if you're going to take credit for it, but it speaks to your coaching as well. Um, I know you've been asked this question before, but speaking of the next level, do you ever want to go to the next level in coach or you feel like you're home here on the college level and, and like you said – a dream merchant, yeah. like, yeah. I mean, my, my passion has always been young people um, and and also just making sure they, they understand what it takes when they get to the league. They are they are the, the ones that will carry this league to um, higher heights. So it, it's almost to secure that that takes place. And if you don't understand um, what the league is about, 
the preparation it takes to have staying power and longevity in it, um, then the league's not going to be safe. So I really enjoy helping the mold players, getting them ready for um, just just really life. And we're fortunate that um, basketball is the very thing that is the common theme. Um, but, you know, I, my passion's at the collegiate level, and, and I, hope it, I hope it stays that way. I mean, you're leaving your impact there, and, and like you said, you're, you're molding people for life. I think the college coach is one of the most important figures in these players' lives ever, you know what I mean? Whatever level they're playing on, I'm talking JUCO D3 all the way up. Um, so I love that. I love that mm -hmm. that's where you want to focus at. One thing I wonder uh, for coaches and somebody who has to recruit in this, in this era with the NIL, I know you understand for these players it's a great opportunity for them to – bring eyes to the game to, uh, you, you, you know, see some of the fruits of their labor. Yeah. But it maybe makes things a little difficult as a coach as you're recruiting. <laughs> so uh, where do you stand with all that, and how has it changed your approach with some of you, yeah. your recruits going forward? Yeah, it, make, it makes it harder, you know, because, you know, obviously if, if us coaches can go out there and actually go get the money, <laughs> but the NCAA has – completely stopped us from doing that last, I can remember, it was like last October 26th is when we had to shut everything down from me going out there and say, hey, can you come do an all-team deal at South Carolina? Can you do this? Because as coaches, we have access to, you know, so many sponsors, so many, we got relationships with companies, um, and we utilize that to make it more appealing. Um, there are things that's, that's called collective now, and we have to work through the collectives. And, you know, to be completely honest, collectives do a lot of work for football because football is the, yep. you know, they, they're, they're the main breadwinners. And I, I get that, you know, but when we've had as much success as, we, as we've had at the University of South Carolina, we should be rolling in it. And we're not. Um, so there are still ways in which we can do that. I, I like it. It's a challenge. I look at it the NIL space as a challenge. Um, we may not have the most, but I, I want to be competitive. I want to be competitive when it comes to recruiting young people, and I, I don't want that to be the factor, you know, if someone beats us out by 25000 or 50000 I don't want that to be the determining factor, but I, I will say this. Um, the things that we equip our players with will, will more than bring in the money that they deserve but they just got to come to South Carolina first to, to get there. But people are probably offering a lot more money um, in the very beginning to, to lure them there. Yeah. Um, but the lessons that you get are invaluable. But I, I get the pull on the money. Like if someone's offering you $200,000, as something that you've never seen in your, your bank account. Your family has to work, you know, 10 years to get that in your bank account. I, I get it. I, I truly understand that part of it, and if that's what your priority is, go for it. Like, I, I am not mad at all, um, but I, I also don't want to devalue what we bring to the table and the experience that you would have under me and our coaching staff. No, I think it's a great perspective, and, and again, it goes back to understanding how beneficial this can be, and especially in the women's game. There's been a ton of growth. You, you guys are part of the most watched Final Four ever last year. They had the most watched national championship ever. And um, we're, we're seeing stars 
all over now. And and what's it been like from your vantage point? And, and you obviously were here. You came in a few years into the WNBA because you were elsewhere, but you've been doing this for so long. You've seen every level. You've, you've seen the Olympics. You've seen all of it. Uh, what's it like from your vantage point to watch the women's game continue to grow and, 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 and what needs to continue to happen yeah. for it to grow even further going forward? Um, I mean, women's basketball is, 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 is bursting through the seams. Like, this is the best time to be playing our sport. Um, what needs to happen, much like why we got our sport to where we are now, is, is all based on competition and the best players are playing the very best basketball, which is putting more eyeballs on our game. Um, we, we need more networks to compete mm -hmm. for our talents. Um, and I don't know if that's happening, but I, I hope it's happening in the near future because our television deal is up with, uh, well, with women, college women's basketball with ESPN. And ESPN's done a great job um, giving us a platform to grow, to take us where we are now and, and I've said this, and they probably don't like that I say this, but we need other networks to show our worth mm -hmm. and to show ESPN our worth. ESPN knows our worth, but if there's no competition, you're not going to throw millions, hundreds of millions of dollars in our sport if nobody's competing for us in that space. So I just want, I want there to, to drum up the competition. And if, we, if we're still with ESPN, great. They've been with us for a very long time, um, you know, but it doesn't work without competition. I think events like this are great to showcase the game on a local level and a regional level, even a national level. Mm -hmm. But I do think you're right. Like this needs to be a TV attraction yeah. and it needs to show that. And it's, it's the pro level, the college level. They've all shown their, the, the, the amount of growth that, yeah, a network should should yeah. notice going forward. I want to leave off on one more note about you. You're one of the few players that ever have a signature sneaker. Take <laughs> us back to getting that opportunity, what, how that went, and, and I don't know, maybe ask for a retro? Like, I think we can get a retro. <laughs> uh, but take us back to that, all, all the way going back during your career. You know, it's, it's you know, when you, when you grow up in the inner city and you grow up in the, in the projects, um, a, a new pair of sneakers gives you life. Like, I didn't care what I looked like from my ankles up when I was growing up. And I, I probably still don't because I'm, I'm such a sneakerhead. And through that process with Nike, like, I was, I, I've been with Nike since 1995. So Cheryl Swoops was the first in our generation to get a shoe. Um, I think Lisa Leslie got a signature shoe. And then, you know, it was me. And I, I didn't even know. I was the sneakerhead. Out of our entire team, like the USA team, I yeah. was the one. So when when Nike sat me down and told me they wanted to give me a signature shoe, you know, I was I was in heaven because they really they really understand. Like they understood that I knew what I was talking about. Like there were certain types of leathers, and <laughs> when I when I there was this thing called a nubuck leather, right? Yeah. And I'm like, this this shoe doesn't feel like my normal shoe, and they were like, oh, because it's new buck leather. And they take you through an, a journey of making sure it's right, making sure it fits, um, getting your opinion. They mold your shoe. They mold your foot to make sure it fits your shoe. They, they were cutting edge with me. I, 
Now, I'm a competitive person. I think my signature shoe looks the best out of all of them. Like, hands down. I mean, it had a strap. You know, it had a great colorway. Um, the logo was incredible. Um, and as you can see now, like, like look, what we're, look where we're amongst. Mm -hmm. Nike is cutting edge. Nike, you know, bust the door downs. And, and they, they shook the NCAA up with this event. Because we didn't know about this event until maybe a month a month ago. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they're putting these young players on display, letting everybody know these are the future players of our game. And somebody, I, I know somebody that's playing in these games, you know, this particular weekend will have a signature shoe. I don't know who it is, but the talent level speaks to it. And, yeah. the, and the popularity of these players speak to it. So I'm looking forward to someone dethroning the actual look of my <laughs> signature shoe. My uh, Our guy at Boardroom, Nick DePala, he he wrote an article a few years back called Your Shoe, the best signature shoe ever. He, he said regardless of gender, it's the nicest one. He's chasing a pair down, I think, still to this day. So good luck with that. But, Don, it was an honor. Thank you so much. And you have a great one. Thank you.